We've been doing a series of remote viewing experiments over the last several years on this program. Uh, Douglas is sitting in his office in London, Ontario. I cannot see what is on his desk, but he has an object. I'm going to attempt to remote view it. I invite listeners and people in the uh, gathered in the YouTube live chat to attempt as well. I like to kind of sit here with a pen and do, and sketch some impressions that I have. Well, let's. What, do, let's what do else a, do we need to tell them? Let's do a quick them? review before yeah. we start, Richard. Of yeah. How many of these uh, remote viewing objects have you seen? Uh, let's say at least half a dozen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I have another remote viewing workshop coming up on Zoom for people that are interested. Send me, uh, I'm not going to make too much of the details, but info at douglasjamescaltrow.com if you're interested. Info at douglasjamescaltrow.com and say, I'm interested in a remote viewing course. Please send me more information. I remember that one of the first ones you saw what you called a donut. And it was a travel clock that yes. was folded over. And you saw it as kind of a rosy pinkish color. And in fact, it was like an orangey red color. And then white you in the middle. You also saw yeah. white inside and two little black lines. Yes. You were looking inside the closed travel clock and you were looking at the face of the clock. The right. two that, hands were black and the, the face inside was white. I think that was the very first remote viewing experiment yes. you and I did together. And then we've that, done a we've done several on coast to coast with some uh, some pretty good success. Not only from me, but also from from listeners. Uh, it was quite well, remarkable. I had a model airplane, yes. which was like a three engine, three propellers, one on the nose and and two on the on the wings. And as you went through your process, you actually described the fin. You saw the propeller. Other people in the audience saw. They thought it was a helicopter. You saw it on the, on the stand, which you described as like the St. Louis Bridge or the um, the arch yes. uh, in St. Louis. Yes. And then all of a sudden you blurted out, it's an airplane. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And then uh, one one of those uh, really, you know, I see a lot of things uh, and there are rare things that stick out in my mind. And that was the night that we had, I had selected a Rubik's Cube to be the mystery object. I sent the picture in of it, which I have not done to your show tonight, but I'll, I'll take a picture of this and send it to you later, of the Rubik's Cube. And I think Chris, well, whoever the producer was, he inadvertently uh, sent, forwarded the email to you. Right. With the picture on, and we went, there it goes, can't use that one. Exactly, because I so, saw what, that it, what, what the mystery object was, accidentally. Was not, you were supposed to be uh, not appraised of what it was. Right. So I immediately had a substitute, which was a little dinky toy, which is a little child's toy, small for those. We call them dinky toys when I was growing up. And it was an ambulance, just a, 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 like a, a panel truck, yeah. not, not, a, not a van, but a panel truck. And anyway, you went on, you saw the, um, the windshield, you saw the color, you saw the shape of the, uh, the, the little um, aluminum part. You were picking up details and you got, you got pretty good close on that one, uh, as did a lot of other people who were looking at it. But I said, the object is on my desk, as I have tonight, and directed the viewer, or the listeners rather, to look, do the viewing of it on my desk. Now, I had decided at the last minute to go to my office, which is 10 or 15 minutes away, because it was quiet or I had a better line connection. And so I had put the Rubik's Cube on my home desk and left it or abandoned it as the object, went to my office desk and I put the little dinky toy on the desk and people were seeing it. They were, you, you were cluing into it. And then two or three people, one in particular, if I recall, announced it's a Rubik's Cube. Right. They were and I said, wow, this is amazing because that's what it was supposed to be. You must be remote viewing 
24 hours prior to the show. It's amazing. Or the where they were in, you said I'm sit, I'm at my desk and it's in London. They were remote remote viewing your desk in London but the wrong desk and it was That's the wrong right. the object two, but it was it was the, the previous were the same ones. color there yeah. were their wooden desks they were the same color and it was the next day when I said to my son see this curious thing about people seeing a remote uh, remote viewing the Rubik's Cube and my son said yes that's because they're on it was on your desk in your house and it's the same color as a desk in my office. So people were actually coming to where I lived, peeking through my house and looking at the Rubik's Cube 100% when we were all expecting to see this little uh, dinky toy. Right. And on another occasion... Oh, we got to gotta hold it there, Douglas, because I... Uh, I we have to get to our remote viewing experiment yeah. and we got to go into the break. I was just going to say, you, you came through and, and followed it up. You were looking at the lamp on my desk. You saw a big rounded thing with holes and it was my lamp. So today, I'm leading up to the to this experiment because this is a quickie one now. Okay. We don't need to go through all the things we're doing that people can play along. I've cleared off all my desks. I put the, uh, blankets over uh, whatever else I have lying around. So part of the remote viewing is to make sure that there's not a lot of clutter because people can look at something that's there on your desk, but you wouldn't know it. In one remote uh, experiment at a workshop, uh, one of the fellows, he saw a little yellow toy that I had underneath a blanket trying to hide it. He actually saw it. So I have the object in front of me today. All right. And I don't tell you the object. I give some parameters because your mind, your intellectual mind uh, and your intuitive mind are sort of at war and it's got to come together. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things so you don't go all over the place. It's a certain shape. It's a single color and it'll fit in the palm of my hand got it okay it's not anything to do with an office desk all right okay we're going to take right. a time out i'm going to start remote viewing i invite listeners to do the same if you're in the youtube live chat when you see something let ryan know through the youtube live chat and i'll uh, announce uh those as well all right back with more of our uh, conversation douglas james cottrell and a remote viewing experiment right here don't go away it's time to redefine reality this is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. All right, and welcome back. And if you're just joining us, uh, just to uh, once again reiterate, this is not my last show, but my second to last show. And I just want to respond to um, some of my dear friends in the YouTube chat, wondering, you know, what has happened? And uh, I am I am not being forced out. This was my decision and my decision alone. After 13 years, I just felt like the right time. And I have, as you know, uh, so many other things on the go. I've got the podcast. I've got my week or my daily show on Saga 960. I have Coast to Coast. You know, as I'm um, approaching 60, my sixth decade, it's just time to keep one less plate spinning in the air. I've got a lot of things on the go, and I will continue to have a lot of things on the go. But this is just one less thing uh, for me. It wasn't an easy decision, but it just felt right. So uh, on the second to last show, I've gathered my uh, my dear friends and colleagues uh, two of which will join me in the two of whom will join me in the second hour. Victor Vigiani from Zeland News, and of course, uh, media scientist Nelson Thal. Right now, Douglas James Cottrell stays with us. Remote viewer, clairvoyant, uh, publisher uh, with intuition. I think you described yourself. Yes, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, I'm the psychic publisher. I put it that way. You know, I have a business card. It says the psychic guy and my phone number. So you have to figure out who the psychic guy is. But if you're looking for me online, it's douglasjamescottrell.com. Uh, anyway, it's a pleasure. You know, I was just thinking, I made predictions about you meeting your lovely wife. That's right. Uh, on air. Um, you were. Uh, my mind was flicking back of, of the hundreds 
uh, and probably several hundred predictions I've made on your show. Um, and people calling in. I remember Big Bob was uh, back in, uh, when we were on St. Clair Avenue there. Uh, the trucker would come and, and call in every now and then. Uh, I look forward to speaking to the regulars uh, back uh, when we were in the wee morning uh, hours doing this show and I would drive all the way back to uh, my home in London. Uh, I had a lot of good times. And, likewise, uh, likewise. The shows were always fascinating. The listeners always uh, eager to, uh, uh, to, you know, loyal and eager to your show because you provided an array of wonderful guests. Victor Vigiani, an amazing man uh, with some great stories. Nelson, we've met in person, and yes. he's a brilliant guy with a with a background uh, to well in, in his air researches. So you've had some top people on your show, and it's no wonder you you know you've lasted thirteen years. That's a long time, right? Did I hear you say you were only sixty? Only 60? <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite. Uh, I'll be fifty nine my next birthday, but we're it's uh, we're we're approaching the the, the big six zero uh, now. I. You just reminded me, I, um, the late, great George Genescu, who hosted mm-hmm. Big Band Sunday Night, um, which precedes this program every Sunday. And we lost George, I guess it's been, what is it, coming up on the third anniversary, I think, in November? More um, than that, I think. But, but we, should, I, I wanted, we should tell that story when um, George... Uh, had arthritis and he had different things going on with his his back and 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 uh, and so forth, and it got so bad he could no longer grip a golf club and he loved to play golf and he he came into the studio one time and he was um, he was hobbling I could tell he was in pain and uh, I said what's going on George and he oh I don't know I can't remember now he had this shooting pain up and down his leg or something and I said you know what I'm going to do George um, I'm going to mention it to. Uh, Douglas Cottrell. He's coming on to, onto the program tonight. And I think you were coming on in the second hour, so he had already left. And he was driving home to Barry. Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> and and so while he's driving home, and he always listened to the show, always, faithfully, uh, he was a great um, a, a great fan, and and, uh, and I and I a great fan of his, of course, uh, and I but, love, uh, I love him. But, I, him. But, but sorry, Richard, I remembered he wasn't listening to the show that night. No, but, but we'll get into that because so okay. you came out. You so he's headed home to Barry, up driving up the four hundred. You came into the studio, and I said, on the live on the air, I said, you know, Douglas, could you send out some healing energy to our good friend George Nescu? He's driving home. He'll be listening. We thought. <laughs> Uh, because he's in awful pain. Do you remember what, what happened after that? Yeah, I, I remember, um, and um, we call that uh, virtue, because that's what the Christian Bible calls it in Corinthians. It's called virtue uh, energy. And so I, I put my hands up, and we were on air, and I said, uh, I'm sending him energy now, and I can see it going uh, through his back. Uh, it's going into his chest. He's heating up. And he's probably wondering, thinking he's listening, he's probably wondering if he's on fire. And uh, I, I can see this energy is going down, uh, to, down his spine and into his hips, and it's going through his whole body. Right. So that's what we said, something almost exactly as that or similar. Right. And then the next day, he comes into the studio, well, it was the and next... he's walking normally towards you, and what do you say to him? Okay, so it's, it's the next week, because I did the show oh, on the Sunday. Week, excuse me. So the next Sunday he comes in, yeah, and he's walking upright and and just 
you know, he was a big, burly man, six foot three, I think. And uh, I said, hey, George, you, you look great. You're walking great. And he said, yeah, I feel pretty good. He said, I actually uh, can hold a golf club for, you know, for the first time in a long time. Uh, he said, um, I'm, I was driving up the, the highway uh, last Sunday. And uh, I said, yeah, were you listening to the show? He said, no. He said, uh, my, um, my son called me. And so I got distracted and I wasn't listening. And then he said, he said, you're not going to believe this. I thought I was having a heart attack. He said, I was driving along and all of a sudden I felt this burning sensation right between my shoulder blades and then all down my leg and then into my chest. I was on fire, which is what you said. He said, I Mm -hmm. thought I was having a heart attack. He said, I pulled over on the 400 and I got out of the car. And he said, I was leaning over the, like he got under the, against the rail, obviously, the side of the, by the guardrail. And he said, I was leaning over the hood of the car. I thought I was having a heart attack and I was on the phone with my son. And then it just went away. He said, and I went home. I I got home. I went to bed. He said, I slept incredibly well. I woke up and I was pain free. I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, you should come in and sit with me in studio in the first hour because I had Douglas Cottrell on the program last Sunday. And I had the uh, producer, my technical producer at the time, uh, I said, play that clip from last week. Wow. And there you were on the air telling or sending out this energy to, uh, to, to George as he's driving home and he's hearing this for the first time. And when you said, you know, George is going to, or yeah, George is going to feel like he's on fire. And have a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. George Janescu practically <laughs> fell out of his chair in the studio oh, as my. he's hearing this. Yes. Well, that was, that was a fantastic story. Um, there have been many others in my career, but that was, that was one of those kind. It was on air. Uh, he had uh, no expectation. And unfortunately for him, we, you and I assumed he was listening to the show right? and that, that he was you know, going to cooperate with this. But at that time, as, as, he, as you just announced, he pulled the car over, got out of the car. I can see him leaning on the hood thinking, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, poor fellow. He had a, quite a fright because, you know, had he yeah. been listening, he would have known you were sending him healing energy and he would have been relaxed and said, oh, that's what this is. That's what I'm feeling. This yeah. is Douglas sending a healing energy. Uh, not having listened to the radio, he had no idea what was happening to him. Well, we've got that one time, uh, time stamped. And, um, you know, that's uh, uh, we became good friends after that when he, when he met him. He had vertigo in the uh, some vertical going on. And yes. I, the, the follow up on that was when I saw him at some time later on. I, I uh, again put some spiritual healing playing on a fence, if you will, into his neck. And uh, I think you asked him if he was going to go home. He said, are you going to take your vertical medication? And he said, why should I? Douglas, I've seen Douglas. That's right. That's right. Yes, he was a a tremendous fan of yours. And just to to follow it up, because people are wondering, you know, can I get some of that or where can I do or what's Douglas all about? Um, We do a Sunday Christian church service every Sunday uh, you can get to that by looking the website internationalschoolofdeprophets.com and it's a free Zoom church service and we do this every Sunday. We send uh, uh, virtue energy out and we say prayers to people. So if anybody is hearing this story 
I don't make any guarantees. I don't know what's going to happen. This is between you and God Almighty. But I know uh, I'm kind of like the vessel and sort of the other 40 or 50 people that uh, are on the uh, on the Zoom service anywhere. So that that's not a commercial. It's just information. We don't uh, charge money, but we accept donations. International School of the Prophets.com. I had forgotten about that, uh, Richard. But every time when you were talking, I would have a Cheshire Cat smile here. Because I like that kind of story Mm. because it proves to the person or people listening or people in the know that there is is some divine uh, spiritual gifts as recounted in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, you know, spiritual gifts, and that it actually works. Right. It was almost like not a double blind study, but it was a blind study because George had no idea what was happening to him. I felt I felt I did. I felt sorry. (laughs) All right. We're going to do a remote viewing because of the panic. My God. But we you and I legitimately thought he was listening to the show because, as you said, he listened to the show every week. And I thought, okay, this is the green light. And uh, the, the big thing was. He was pain free. Yes, this was those um, those in the in the in the uh, minority a total and complete and instant relief. You got it of a major disease in a body. All right, we'll take a quick time out. When distance. we come when we okay. come back, let's do one uh, one more remote viewing experiment. What say you? Okay, All you're right. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Douglas James Cottrell, stay with us. Back with more in a moment. Have you subscribed to my newsletter yet? It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. Just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and then click on subscribe. All I need is your email address, and that's it. Then, once a month, you'll receive my newsletter, Inner Sanctum, in your email inbox. The Inner Sanctum contains a monthly brief, a column of my analysis of the news and opinions, There's a This Month in UFO or Conspiracy History, a look ahead to an upcoming episode of this radio program, a book club, my podcast pick of the month, a spotlight on a previous guest, and much more. Join the Strange Planet community by signing up for your free subscription to Inner Sanctum. Again, go to strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and click on subscribe. It's a strange planet. Read all about it. Have you subscribed to my newsletter yet? It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. Just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and then click on subscribe. All I need is your email address, and that's it. Then, once a month, you'll receive my newsletter, Inner Sanctum, in your email inbox. The Inner Sanctum contains a monthly brief, a column of my analysis of the news and opinions, There's a This Month in UFO or Conspiracy History, a look ahead to an upcoming episode of this radio program, a book club, my podcast pick of the month, a spotlight on a previous guest, and much more. Join the Strange Planet community by signing up for your free subscription to Inner Sanctum. Again, go to strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and click on subscribe. It's a strange planet. Read all about it. 
We've been doing a series of remote viewing experiments over the last several years on this program. Uh, Douglas is sitting in his office in London, Ontario. I cannot see what is on his desk, but he has an object. I'm going to attempt to remote view it. I invite listeners and people in the uh, gathered in the YouTube live chat to attempt as well. I like to kind of sit here with a pen and do, and sketch some impressions that I have. Well, let's. What, do, let's what do else a, do we need to tell them? Let's do a quick them? review before yeah. we start, Richard. Of yeah. How many of these uh, remote viewing objects have you seen? Let's say at least half a dozen. Yeah. And I have another remote viewing workshop coming up on Zoom for people that are interested. Send me, uh, I'm not going to make too much of the details, but info at douglasjamescottrell.com if you're interested. Info at douglasjamescottrell.com and say, I'm interested in a remote viewing course. Please send me more information. I remember that one of the first ones you saw what you called a donut. And it was a travel clock that was folded over. And you saw it as kind of a rosy pinkish color. And in fact, it was like an orangey red color. And then white in the middle. You also saw white inside and two little black lines. Yes. You were looking inside the closed travel clock and you were looking at the face of the clock. The right, two that, hands were black and the, the face inside was white. I think that was the very first remote viewing experiment yes. you and I did together. And then we've that, done a, we've done several on coast to coast with some, uh, some pretty good success, not only from me, but also from, from listeners. Uh, it was quite well, remarkable. I had a model airplane, yes. which was like a three engine, three propellers, one on the nose and, and two on the, on the wings. And as you went through your process, you actually described the fin. You saw the propeller. Other people in the audience saw. They thought it was a helicopter. You saw it on the, on the stand, which you described as like the St. Louis Bridge or the, um, the arch yes. uh, in St. Louis. Yes. And then all of a sudden you blurted out, it's an airplane. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And then uh, one one of those uh, really, you know, I see a lot of things uh, and there are rare things that stick out in my mind. And that was the night that we had, I had selected a Rubik's Cube to be the mystery object. I sent the picture in of it, which I have not done to your show tonight, but I'll, I'll take a picture of this and send it to you later, of the Rubik's Cube. And the, I think Chris, well, whoever the producer was, he inadvertently uh, sent, forwarded the email to you. Right. With the picture on, and we went, there it goes, can't use that one. Exactly, because I so, saw what, that it, what, what the mystery object was, accidentally. Was not, you were supposed to be uh, not appraised of what it was. Right. So I immediately had a substitute, which was a little dinky toy, which is a little child's toy, small for those. We call them dinky toys when I was growing up. And it was an ambulance, just a, 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 like a, a panel truck, yeah. not, not, a, not a van, but a panel truck. And anyway, you went on, you saw the, um, the windshield, you saw the color, you saw saw the shape of the uh, the, the little um, aluminum part you were picking up details and you got you got pretty good close on that one uh, as did a lot of other people who were looking at it but I said the object is on my desk as I have tonight and directed the viewer or the listeners rather to look do the viewing of it on my desk now I had decided at the last minute to go to my office which is 10 or 15 minutes away because it was quiet or I had a better line connection and so I had put the Rubik's Cube on my home desk and left it or abandoned in it as the object went to my office desk and I put the little dinky toy on the desk and people were seeing it they were you you were cluing into it and then two or three people one in particular if I recall announced it's a Rubik's cube right they were and I said wow this is amazing because that's what it was supposed to be you must be remote viewing 
24 hours prior to the show. It's amazing. Or they, or they were, in, you said, I'm, sit, I'm at my desk and it's in London. They were remote, remote viewing your desk in London, but the wrong desk and it was That's the wrong right. the object, two, but it was, it was the, the previous were the same ones. color. They yeah. were, they're wooden desks. They were the same color. And it was the next day when I said to my son, gee, this curious thing about people seeing a remote, uh, remote viewing the Rubik's Cube. And my son said, yes. That's because they're on, it was on your desk in your house, and it's the same color as the desk in my office. So people were actually coming to where I lived, peeking through my house and looking at the Rubik's Cube 100% when we were all expecting to see this little uh, dinky toy. Right. And on another occasion... Oh, we've got to hold it there, Douglas, because I... I we have to get to our remote viewing experiment yeah. and we got to go into the break. I was just going right to say, you, you came through and, and followed it up. You were looking at the lamp on my desk. You saw a big rounded thing with holes and it was my lamp. So today, I'm leading up to the to this experiment because this is a quickie one now. Okay. We don't need to go through all the things we're doing that people can play along. I've cleared off all my desks. I put uh, blankets over uh, whatever else I have lying around. So part of the remote viewing is to make sure that there's not a lot of clutter because people can look at something that's there on your desk, but you wouldn't know it. In one remote uh, experiment at a workshop, uh, one of the fellows, he saw a little yellow toy that I had underneath a blanket trying to hide it. He actually saw it. So I have the object in front of me today. All right. And I don't tell you the object. I give some parameters because your mind, your intellectual mind uh, and your intuitive mind are sort of at war and it's got to come together. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things so you don't go all over the place. It's a certain shape. It's a single color and it'll fit in the palm of my hand got it okay it's not anything to do with an office desk all right okay we're going to take right. a time out i'm going to start remote viewing i invite listeners to do the same if you're in the youtube live chat when you see something let ryan know through the youtube live chat and i'll uh, announce uh those as well all right back with more of our uh, conversation douglas james cottrell in a remote viewing experiment right here don't go away it's time to redefine reality this is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. One final remote viewing experiment uh, here on the program on uh, Zoomer Radio as we wind down the program next week. Open lines. Hope to be live in studio at uh, Zoomerplex. Someone was wondering on the YouTube chat whether that'll happen. Yes, open lines. So get your questions. It'll be an Ask Me Anything uh, two hours. Uh, right now, Douglas James Cottrell stays with us. Remote viewer, clairvoyant, healer. And we're doing our, um, I guess, our last remote viewing experiment. Uh, he's got an object hidden from view on his desk in uh, London, Ontario. And uh, Douglas, almost immediately, uh, and I'm always nervous going into these things because I want to do well. Um, I, I'm seeing something. It's round. Um, it's, I'm seeing kind of a, a, it's opaque. It's, I can see through it. What do you call that? Is that opaque? Mm. And it's, 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 I'm seeing something smooth and brownish. Okay. Um, it's on my, um, uh, on my desk, which is sort of a cream color. I have nothing around it at all. Um, it, uh, so the desk might appear to be brown. I'm looking, as, as you're talking, I'm looking to see if there's anything brown, not that I can see. Yeah, okay. So you're getting close. Um, but it's interesting that uh, it, it's, not, uh, it's not transparent. It's solid, but it does have a design on it or lines on it or something like that. And that might be what you're seeing the, 
the uh, the depth. It's not flat. It has. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Go, keep going. You're doing well. Well, and I saw some of those people flipping in the uh, the collars in there, and they they were getting close too. Go ahead. Okay, but I, I keep drawing. It looks. It's like a. It's almost like a wheel. Um. So a, like a a circle, but it's not flat. It's got dimension, and then it's mm-hmm. got a kind of a. As I'm looking down, I think over the top of it, it it's it almost has like a smaller circle in the middle, and then I don't know, like beveled edges or almost I don't I like an orange well. like an You're orange well. like one of those you know those things that you juice oranges by hand that kind of a thing. Um, I don't know what you call that a juicer, I guess, but it's it's a manual type of juicer. But it's uh, I just keep coming back to this. It's round. It's got. It does That's have good. dimension. It's not flat, but it's That's good. Um, and maybe I'm it, 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 sorry. Sorry, it, it, it it's not. I don't want to give you. It's not a juicer. It, no. it, it'll fit in the palm of my hand, but it, it but it's not smooth. You're right. Um, and it's, I mean, it's not flat, um, but it is round. Uh, you could say it would be flat. I don't want to steer you wrong, but you're you're getting close. Go ahead. You got the color, you got the shape, you got some dimension to it, you're, and you saw some some uh, uh, the uh, the surface has it's not flat. It has a different what do we call it? Different surfaces or different height in the surface. You're you're yeah. doing really well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just putting that out there so you can feel more comfortable. Well, thank you. You said I got the color right, but I don't think I did. I said brown, but it's not brown. Um, well, that's where I think you were looking at the desk. So that's not brown. Desk. That's true. No. You said it was something else, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, again, I, go keep, ahead. I just keep drawing this. This it's like it looks like a wheel from the top down almost. That, with, that is true. That's accurate. It does look like a wheel from the top down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Wow. All right. So I'm I'm around the target, but I'm not there yet. Ah. Uh, yeah. It, so, I'm just. I keep drawing a circle with. Like they look like spokes, but they're not spokes. This, they're, it's just uh, they're indicating some depth to the object, like because it's not flat. Um, there, there, there is around the, the edge something that could be construed as spokes. It's not, but you're honing in on. You're seeing the difference. So you, again, uh, uh, for people I listening, think. when you're remote viewing, if you get the shape, the color, the contour. Uh, the size, and that's the in the ethers. The image is forming in your mind's eye, and it's it's kind of until it gets to that point, and all of a sudden, da da, that's what it is. Yeah. But those are all hits. Okay, if you can get what I've just given you. All right. So now what I'm seeing is, as I think about, I, well, that's my mistake. I shouldn't be thinking. What I'm seeing in my mind, um, now I'm seeing it's solid white. Is it a could it be something like a the, the 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 cap on a medicine bottle? Too small. Too small. And and too and and does it's not a cap. <laughs> okay. All right. What do we have in the YouTube? Uh, Sigma six says a rubber ball. Uh, Isaiah says a golf ball. Renee an orange. Actually, the last remote viewing experiment it was an orange, and I guessed an orange. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. You you even saw the little dimpling effect on the skin. You were up so close 
that you could see the dimples or the, the the difference. And you're doing the same thing here. You're up close, and that's why you're seeing as a spokey uh, a spoke symbol. It's not a spoke, but it could be from that perspective when you're up okay. close. Why? You're why? Pretty close to it. Go why, ahead. Uh, we're just about out of time here. But why? Why? Uh, way? Way? Sorry. And Ella says a Christmas ornament. Maxime says salt or pepper shaker. Not Gordian sees a pink star. Um. Michael Logue sees a cookie, Sigma 6, an ashtray. Cat Dean sees a quarter. Fortis King X, a thin coat of uh, liquid, liquid hue white. Um, an opaque white sphere from Bella. Uh, Stevie Ray says a yo-yo. GBGN1, a bottle of aspirin. Hmm, we're out of we're just about out of time here. I you know what? I I gotta throw my hands up on this one. What what okay, is Okay, I just texted you a picture of it. You texted me a picture. Okay, let me have a okay, go to my phone here. All, all, um, I'll just all the round all the round shapes. There it is. All the people that saw it as a, as a as a sphere, you know, those looking straight down, a sphere would look like a flat dish. And you can see on this three inch coin that there is a picture of President Kennedy, yes. which I purchased from the uh, depository, uh, book depository uh, museum. And it has raised and lower surfaces. And the word uh, Liberty 1964 is in an array all around the coin, which would look like spokes. Yeah, I can see that. Well, mm-hmm. I had the shape right anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm holding it up you to had the, the depth of the of the surface. I'm holding it up to the camera. I don't know if people can see that clearly. You can there. see that the desk is kind of a brownish color too. That's what was throwing you off. Uh, and it, okay. and it, it fits in my coins. My hand is still. I could put it in my hand too and take a picture of it. It's, it's about three inches. Um, I just put it up on the YouTube live stream so people can see. It. I held my phone up to the camera so people can see. It is the Kennedy coin. Uh, is that a quarter, or is it a nickel? Um, or a I'm going to give you the other side too. I, I was wondering if somebody would. Uh, Someone guessed a quarter. Who guessed a quarter? Someone did. Well, if they did that, that was right on the money. Yeah, who guessed the quarter? That was, that, that was remarkable. Someone I'm going to send you uh, quickly uh, the the coin in my hand. This is amazing. We can do this stuff, right? <laughs> it is remarkable. How do, how do they take the remote viewing uh, course again, Douglas? Yeah. Uh, he, uh, send me an email to the following address, info, I-N-F-O, at douglasjamescottrell.com and ask, put in the subject mine, um, you know, workshop information, RV workshop information, something like that, and then give me your uh, name and phone number. And, of course, I'll have your email, and I will get back to you with the details. Okay, so you have the um, cat info at com. Pardon? Oh, Cat Dean guessed the quarter. Cat Dean. Well done, Cat Dean. Absolutely. All right. Now, that's bragging rights, Cat Dean. You have bragging rights. Absolutely. from above, as you look down, it looks the size of a quarter. Yeah. But when you see it in my hand, which I just sent Richard the uh, uh, another couple of pictures, you'll see that it does fit in the palm of my hand, which is one of the things I gave. And I believe what this is, is uh, a large United States of America half dollar is what it says. Well, on the someone guessed a half dollar as well. Uh, that was Gary Gnu or Gary New, G-N-U, guessed a hey, half Gary. dollar. 
Wow. All right. We got to run. Douglas, you and I will get together uh, soon, I hope, uh, for an, av- an, ad- an adult beverage. Thank you so much for uh, spending my last uh, or my second to last show a, here. It's been a pleasure. I wish you well. You are going to have unbelievable uh, success in the next two, three years. So more power to you. Break a leg, as they say in showbiz. And uh, thank you for being my friend all these years. Take care, Richard. God, God bless, bless you. you and your family and the twin boys and your lovely uh, lady in your life, the mother of your children. God Thank bless. you so much. DouglasJamesCottrell.com. All right. Stay with us. Hour two awaits. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Follow Richard on Twitter at Richard Serrett. For show information, visit the website strangeplanet.ca. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. That's 800-817-2974. 